0: Hello and welcome to episode forty-eight of the Odd World News podcast. This week's episode is titled "Real Reenactment, Shoes, and a New Tree." Odd World News is a weekly podcast where we cover the strange and peculiar news that has occurred throughout the world. If you would like to follow along with this week's episode, you can find the show notes in your podcast application of choice, or by going to oddworld.news/forty-eight. Here are the stories for the week of November eighth, twenty fifteen. Pleading guilty. Back in episode 5, we covered a story about a woman who was accused of stealing some items from a store. The woman was apprehended, and while handcuffed, she jumped into the front seat and stole a police cruiser. We have a follow-up. The woman has pled guilty to the charges and has been sentenced from 4 to 8 years in jail. A Bit Too Real Everybody has some type of hobby. Some people enjoy painting, while others enjoy playing games and yet others enjoy participating in war reenactments. Reenactments of any number of wars occur throughout the world. A Civil War reenactment took place in McIntosh County, Oklahoma. This reenactment was for the Battle of Honey Springs. When one partakes on a reenactment, they usually end up being wounded in an effort to make the reenactment as true to life as possible. Often the participants bring their own era-specific and often deactivated weapons to add more to the realistic nature of the reenactment. One of the participants in the Civil War reenactment decided to bring a sawed-off shotgun to the battle. The man fired a shot towards a tent of nine actors. This action did lead to one of the actors being hit by a shotgun pellet. When this incident occurred, sheriff's deputies attempted to apprehend the man, but the man dropped the gun and fled the deputies. When authorities finally did apprehend the man, they found out that he was intoxicated. The man is being charged with assault and battery with a deadly weapon, possession of a firearm while under the influence of alcohol, malicious injury, to property and resisting arrest. After the shooting, the battle continued without any other interruptions. Sandwich or not. The world is filled with many different debates. Some include left or right, Coke or Pepsi, and whether someone is considered a robot or not. One debate that many may not be aware of is whether a hot dog is considered a sandwich. The National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, whom declare themselves as, quote, The official voice of Hot Dogs and Sausages, end quote, has answered the question for us. They have made the determination that a hot dog is not a sandwich. They state that the hot dog is, quote, no mere sandwich, but rather an exclamation of joy, a food, a verb describing one showing off, and even an emoji. It is truly a category unto its own, end quote. According to NHDSC president Janet Riley. quote, Limiting the hot dog's significance by saying it's just a sandwich is like calling the Dalai Lama just a guy, end quote. She continues, quote, perhaps at one time its importance could be limited by forcing it into a larger sandwich category, no disrespect to Rubens and others, but that time has passed. We therefore choose to take a cue from a great performer and declare our namesake B a hot dog formerly known as a sandwich, end quote. The council does concede the United States Department of Agriculture's regulation classify the hot dog as a sandwich. This is due to the meat being between the bread. Comedian Hannibal Burris has something to say about the hot dog. He states, quote, A hot dog is a sandwich, if you really think about it. It's bread, it's meat, it's toppings. It's just a different approach to the sandwich. It is not a sandwich like classically, but it is a sandwich in spirit, and it has all the things a sandwich would have. End quote. What is still up for debate with the classification of hot dogs is whether the hot dog is considered closed or open. Maybe the Council on Sandwiches can have a ruling for us. Full Tree Last year, Reading, Pennsylvania was criticized for their Charlie Brown-like tree. For those who may not know, in a Charlie Brown Christmas, the title character, Charlie Brown, needs to select a tree that represents Christmas. The one that Charlie Brown picks out is one that is very sparse, and he only puts one ornament on the tree. When the city was criticized, instead of replacing the tree, they placed a large blue blanket at the bottom of the current one and adorned it with a single red ball to match the iconic Charlie Brown tree. This year, the Reading, Pennsylvania Council has opted to go for a more plump 25-foot white fir. There will be a lighting ceremony later this month. Cleaning Up Sometimes an iconic piece within a city starts out as just somebody doing something a bit different. A piece of Seattle's history is coming down. Well, being cleaned. The famed gum wall near Pike Place Market is the focus of this story. The wall began approximately 20 years ago when tourists and locals began putting gum on the wall. Over the years, the wall has accumulated nearly one million pieces of gum. The wall has become famous enough to the point where people will take selfies in front of it. The gum wall has been cleaned and all of the pieces of gum have been removed. Kelly Foster, general manager of the Cascadian Building Maintenance, the contractor hired by the Pike Place Market, to take on the cleaning, states, quote, I just hope the citizens of Seattle don't hate me for removing the gum wall. End quote. Zoe Freeman, a worker near Pike Place, states, quote, It is an icon. It's history. The market is famous for the gum wall. But it also draws rats. End quote. Workers are weighing the amount of gum that they remove every day and it will be totaled. Estimates to the total amount of gum on the wall is upwards of 2,200 pounds. Shoe Misunderstanding Elected officials often use their positions to bring different issues to light. Some of these may include climate change, tax changes, or even to fund a project for their local constituency. One member of parliament in the United Kingdom decided to use the House of Commons stationery to write to a shop named Irregular Choice about an issue that she had. That issue? Missing out on the sale of shoes designed by Dan Sullivan. The shoes that Sullivan designed were Star Wars shoes that featured R2-D2 figurines as the high heels. The letter states, quote, I have only ever bought your shoes and I am loath to do so again, or recommend your shoes to others. I am writing to let you know that treating customers in that way will only cost you in the long term. End quote. The head of retail at the Brighton-based shop states, quote, it was the wording of the complaint on House of Commons headed paper. One was addressed to head office and the other was sent to the shop in Brighton, end quote. The MP told the Manchester Evening News, quote, There appears to have been a breakdown in communication with the company, which is regrettable. My complaint was about the poor level of customer service and the attitude of the member of staff, who appears to be seeking headlines in tabloided magazines rather than concentrating on providing a decent service to customers, end quote. As a note, members of parliament are allowed modest use of the House of Commons letterhead for their own personal correspondence. No cash, no problem. There are times when you are in a hurry and either forget to or do not have the money to pay for a parking meter. When this occurs, more often than not, you end up receiving a parking ticket for not paying. Regardless of whether a person receives a parking ticket, they may not always be able to pay. Last year, the Lexington, Kentucky Parking Authority, known as Lex Park, had an alternative for paying the fines. That alternative? Bringing in cans of food to pay off the fines. The initiative is titled Food for Fines. With the program, residents could donate 10 cans of food and receive a $15 credit on any parking citation for an expired parking meter. According to Gary Means, Lex Park's executive director, quote, Last year, citizens brought in over 6,200 cans of food as payment for over 600 meter citations. End quote: "The program was so successful last year that Lexington has decided to expand the program to cover not just expired parking meter citations, but any parking citation at all. Means states quote, "We hope by opening the program up to all types of citations we'll see the numbers increase." end quote. This year the program is running between November 16th through December 18th. The parking authority is suggesting large cans of fruits, vegetables, proteins, and peanut butter. Out-of-date, damaged, or open-canned goods will not be accepted. The donated food will be going to a local food pantry. As a note, many libraries have been doing a similar program for quite a while now. Driving a roundabout. We've covered many records throughout the life of the podcast. We have another one this week. If you ever driven in england boston massachusetts or even carmel indiana there's a feature that you may dread having to utilize the infamous roundabout a roundabout if you are not aware is a road structure where traffic moves in one direction around the center island when you drive in a roundabout it is entirely possible to miss your exit which is exactly how this record started oren sands missed a turn on his way to work in carmel indiana when he missed the turn sands realized that nobody was watching and could notice that he went around the roundabout for a second time. Sand states, quote, If you ever missed your exit from a roundabout and felt embarrassed doing a second lap, rejoice, because no one knows it's your second lap. End quote. Regarding the length of the record, Sand states, quote, Five minutes would have sufficed, but anybody else attempting to do it would have to at least beat that. End quote. The actual length of time for the record is three hours and 34 minutes and 24 seconds. Carmel, Indiana has received national recognition for the number of roundabouts that the city has, which is approximately 60. The record has not officially been recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records. Sands does not know if he will pursue the actual record with Guinness. The link to the story has a video driving around with Sands while he attempts the record. Shopping Spree Squabble Many cultures mark specific days. In Europe and North America, November 11th is celebrated as Armistice Day, Veterans Day, and Remembrance Day, in recognition of the Treaty of Versailles, which officially brought the end of World War I. World War I ended on November 11th at 11.11 a.m. in 1918. November 11th in China, however, is celebrated as Singles Day. Singles Day is also known as Ji or Bear Sticks Holiday. The selection of November 11th is due to the resemblance between the number 1 and singles. The holidays become popular amongst the younger Chinese. As Singles Day has occurred, it has become the largest online shopping day in the world with over 14.3 billion dollars spent in 2015 alone. One married couple decided to go on a shopping spree of 20,000 yuan, which is approximately $3,142. This amount was spent on various items. After totaling up everything they purchased, the couple began arguing. The wife accused the husband of being selfish and only buying expensive gifts for himself and his parents. The husband blamed the wife for spending money on, quote, useless junk, end quote. The total was spent in under two hours and exceeded limits on all of their credit cards. The arguing continued well into the night when the husband called police to settle the argument. When police arrived, the husband ranted, quote, You bought just a bunch of rubbish. There's hundreds of won worth of clothes in your shopping cart. When are you going to have time to wear all of them? Why did you buy so much food? We don't even know how to cook, end quote. The wife equipped back, quote, you only bought electronics which are useless and not even that much cheaper, end quote. The decision by police was to be reasonable when spending money and not hurt each other's feelings over trivial matters. For this week's short takes, we have three videos. Stacking skills. The first video shows some stacking skills in Spain. Hong Kong. The second short take video shows some animals Holding up traffic. Daredevil. The last video this week shows a cyclist who likes to do tricks in traffic. And that concludes this week's episode of the Odd World News podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and all previous episodes at oddworld.news. You can follow us on Twitter at underscore oddworldnews. If you'd like to submit a story or send feedback, you can email us at, oddworldnewspodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, follow the Amazon link on the left side of the website, and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week.